Yes, sir. Welcome back. It's the three man breakdown. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yes, sir. Happy uh, Thanksgiving. Or, hope y'all have some great mac and cheese, good yams, <laughs> ham, cornbread, oh, cornbread. Oh my god, pie, sweet potato pie. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, let's get into the podcast. You know, we about to <laughs> break down some some greatness that take place this past week. We got NBA to talk about. We got college to talk about. Uh, big games coming up this week. Yes, sir. And uh, let's jump into it right now. We could start off with college basketball. And this past week, I feel like a lot of things have gone on, especially like with the recruits. Uh, we had players that showed up, players that like kind of had disappointing games. But now we're about to break it down. First game, uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr., if you guys don't remember him, he plays for Milwaukee, which nobody – can you tell me what conference they're playing? Nope. Exactly. <laughs> no. uh, they had their first uh, real test against, like, a power five school, and they ended up uh, playing Florida. They ended up getting blown out. I forgot the score was. They lost by, like, 30-something. But yeah. overall, Patrick Ball Jr., he had 13 points on 6 of 15 shooting. He played terrible. Yeah, he didn't play really good at all. Like, it was, like, a couple of his buckets that he had, it was, like uh, – you see, like, the NBA skill that he has. Yeah. Them, like, overall, as, like, the game, he looked like he doesn't have it. He doesn't have it that way. And I was watching it. I went back to watch it. And it, looked, it looked like he was kind of, like, shying away from shooting it a lot. And, like. Yeah, I saw a lot of people saying that. He wasn't getting to his spots as, like, as he should. Like, he looked like an NBA prospect. But when he is getting to his shots and hitting shit, You're not like a he, looked tough. he looked tough. Yeah. I felt like for me, like. It was kind of what I was talking about before. Like, I don't really see him being, like, a number one guy. And, like, uh, in a college level, like, this season, like, all the teams going to be keying in on him and just, like, seeing how he played against his power five school, which is not, like, the end-all, be-all. I know he had a bad game and shit, but uh, it was just – I wanted him to see, like, play better. And, like, uh, they were just physical – they were just outmatched as a team. Like, time level wise. So the new. This is what you're going to be seeing, like, all season. Like, uh, defenses is uh, keying in on them. So, I would have liked them to yeah. perform better. But next performance, we can move on to another great one. Uh, Jalen Duran, he had 22 points mm. and 19 rebounds against Western Kentucky. Mm. I ended up uh, re-watching the game. Uh, it was just a whole bunch of fucking turnovers. But he was just, like, from an individual performance, he was just dominating, like, on the glass. Like, 19 rebounds is outrageous. I think he had, like, a lot of blocks, too. I could check that. Yeah, I think I had, like, four. Yeah, Imani Bates, on the other on the other hand, didn't have a good game. I think it was probably his worst game. He yeah. shot two attempts from the field with five points. Damn. And blocks-wise, Jalen Durant had five blocks. And I just – I was just looking at the stats uh, this season. I think he's, like, third in block shots per game. On the country? Yeah. And they're playing, uh, oh, wow. they're playing Virginia Tech tonight. Like, we've been talking okay. about that for like a couple weeks. I don't yeah. know what's going on in that game, but we could talk about that shit maybe next episode. Is uh, it, Are they playing right now? Yeah. I think they're playing right now. Hmm. Let me, let me turn it real quick. Let me see what this feel like. But other than that, what, what else we got going on in college? Uh, I want to talk about, well, the best college uh, point guard. I am college guard uh, right now. Which is Jaden Ivy. The mm. weekend that he had weekend with he's special, dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bro. We watching that game. That nigga, yeah. Uh first game against UNC, he had 22 points, 10 rebounds, and six assists. And he was just showing off everything. Like the shot is still like a little inconsistent, 
But just like the passing wise, I think that was probably his most impressive thing. Like uh, he had like a, a lot of good uh, passes, a lot of jump passes. And just like there was like a stretch where he basically just took over the game, like a two minute stretch yeah. where he had like uh, he had a dunk and then uh, he created a two uh, three point. He assisted two three pointers. And that kind of like a little bit opened up the game for them after UNC went on a run. And yeah, he, him in a transition, that's the most deadly thing in college basketball. Yeah, he is different. Like, he give me like a job rank type of vibe, type shit, but like I'm a shooting guard too. He do give me job vibes a little, just a little bit. I think from the athleticism standpoint, yeah, he gives me job vibes. Yeah. Because the playmaking is not there, but like athleticism wise, like in a in a transition, like he's a yeah, he's electric. Like, he's a, yeah, that shit would be crazy. Yeah, and then in the Nova game, he didn't have the best uh, shooting game and scoring game, but he had 10 points, 7 rebounds, and 7 assists, and they ended up winning that tournament. I forgot what it was called. It was like the cheese at Hall of Fame tip-off. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Caleb, let me go back to the first game. Caleb Love, he had a pretty uh, good game in the first one. Uh, R.J. Davis, I forgot how much he had. He had. Oh, yeah, he was – yeah, the end of that game was, was fire. Like, they were just kept going at it back and forth. Yeah, both games are a really good game. If you want to go and check it out, you can definitely find that shit on YouTube, and or just watch the highlights of Jaden Ivey, and you go you go understand why he's uh, the best college, college guard right now. So is he the best Jaden in the class? Uh, yeah. Hmm. I'm not there yet. <laughs> nah, not yet. Nah, nah, nah. I'm not there yet. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, you're right. You might be right. You might be right. Just because uh, Jaden Hardy doing it at a a greater scale. Uh, all right. Uh, I've been like seeing like a lot of like Pelicans fans talking about how they they think uh, Jaden Ivy could be like their guy that helps them. Hey. I, mean, I can see, but yeah, because they said that they lack a point guard and somebody, and I feel like. He'll be a good fit for them. Like, say if they don't get, like, a top three pick and they can't get, like, Apollo or Chet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think he'll be, like, a really good fit for them because they don't have anybody. They haven't had anybody that could get downhill and, like, to the basket like he does. And I feel like him in the open court could, like, just being someone that could break down their defense off the bounce because, like, he'll be their best other than probably Kyle Lewis. He's probably, like, the best athlete on the team. Other than, like, Zion at the guard position. Let me say that. Yeah. And he's like that score that they could definitely need because, you know, I mean, they do have Nikhil and then Walker, but I mean, nah. I don't know if you really want to rely on like that. Like, I don't know how that would work either, too. I just think the main thing with the, uh, just like the thing that he could bring to the table is just someone that could like put pressure on the rim and get to the rim. Because if you look at the uh, mm-hmm. Pelicans guards, like uh, Th- Thomas and Aransky doesn't really do that. Nikhil Alexander Walker just wants to shoot every like step back three and double. <laughs> Like he can he can get to the rim when he wants to, but yeah. he just wants to make it hard on himself. Uh Garrett Temple is the other guard. That nigga's dog shit. Yeah. Uh, and Devontae Graham, we know what he wanted to do. He wanted to shoot threes yeah, too. Shoot threes. Nah, yeah, they said that nigga dog shit. <laughs> he he wouldn't be on if he wasn't on the Pelicans right now, I don't think he'll be a free agent. <laughs> respect. And let me remind y'all <laughs> that the Pelicans <laughs> traded. Lonzo Ball oh. for Gary Temple and Thomas Sandoransky. Yeah, I just have to remind <laughs> that every single time we get a chance to. Oh and I also God. saw uh, one show on the Pelicans where all their guards are shooting less than 40% from Golly. the field. That's foul. That's foul. <laughs> That's foul. <laughs> yeah, so I think Jaden Ivey could uh, help them. 
But that doesn't fix their big problem. They got Valentine. Nah, I don't think the guard problem is their biggest problem. Mm. Cause they got Valentine. Yeah. he's playing like he's playing at an all-star level to me. Like if the Pelicans actually had like a good record, then he'll really be in like considerations for all-star level. Cause he's shooting like 50. Uh last time I checked, he was leading the league in a three-point uh percentage. And he's shooting oh, like wow. 50, 40, 90 is. And he he's an automatic double. double, double? double. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could pencil in uh like 12. <laughs> Damn. They Yeah. Uh all right, another thing. In that same uh, tournament we was talking about, the Villanova played Kennedy Chandler and the Tennessee Volunteers, and I thought I said on Twitter, I'm like, "Oh yeah, this shit about to be a good game." That shit was really uh, good the first ten yeah, minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was not good. Damn, bro. I think uh, at one point in the game, they t- I think they had 13 shot attempts and 14 turnovers. Damn. Yeah. Uh, you you want it? Bro, the whole game, Tennessee shot 33% from the field, 17 from three, and 76 from the foul line. Yeah, and Kennedy Chandler got in foul trouble uh, early in the yeah. game. He didn't really play that much in the first half. And then he ended up shooting one and nine from the field on six points, so he struggled. I was really just looking forward to see, like, how he'll play, like, a veteran against a veteran team like Villanova and a veteran guard in Kyle Gillespie, who's uh, one of the best yeah. guards in the class. Yeah, the country. Yeah, but damn, can you pull up the stats against uh, North Carolina? I ain't watched that game. Oh yeah, I got you right now. Um, well, he's looking up the stats overall, though. Um, how have you been feeling about um, Kennedy Chandler's season? Uh, I think I said this last episode. He's my favorite point guard in mm-hmm. this class. Like, I just like the way he plays and like like his pacing and everything. And they starting to like I like in a couple of games I watched. I've been seeing like on a broadcast saying like the next CP three is some shit. Oh, like Kennedy uh-huh. Chandler. But I wouldn't go that far, but like I could kind of see it, like, like a floor like floor general, and he got like the same size as CP three. Yeah. But to me, sure. like I've been saying this like probably since I've been watching. I see like a Monte Morris type player, and I That's think Monte Morris is like one of the most underrated guards in the yeah. league. Like, I don't see him – yeah, I don't see, like, Kenny Chandler probably being a star, even though, shit, if he hits his ultimate ceiling and, like, the uh, like the size and everything doesn't bother him and, then, like, he's able to take his games to the next level, he can be a star. But, like, overall, I, f- I see him being, like, a really, like, solid, like, backup point guard and can start on uh, some teams. Feel me? Yeah. I feel that. All right. So, um, Tennessee won 89 to 72. And uh, oh see. yeah, I'm looking at it right now. He had 14 points, five rebounds, eight assists. So that was a good bounce back game. Yeah. And um, what you gonna call it? Oh wait, I'm I want to go back. Oh wait, I want to go back to that uh, North Carolina versus uh, damn, who they play? Uh, Purdue? Purdue game. Yeah, Purdue. They look like one of the best teams in the country. Uh, yeah, they are. Yeah. I don't really know. I think there's there's six right now. They could definitely a Final Four contender. And uh, one thing on the North Carolina side, Dawson Garcia was eating. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's one of those a, He's guys. a transfer from Marquette. He was knocking down every single shot. I think he started off like seven to seven from the field. Uh, I don't remember Lefty how much he finished by, but uh, I remember he found he fouled out. And I think Armando Baycott fouled out in that game. But North Carolina, they got a good squad. Yeah. But they're like, I, be playing competition early, like a... 
I feel like a lot of teams haven't been playing like that much competition. Who you want to see? Yeah. I feel like they usually they're do. Right now. Like, they definitely play more competition in non-conference than Duke every year. Yeah. But speaking about Duke, we could transition on to... Yeah, go ahead. Duke to talk Duke. radio. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so they played two games since we recorded this podcast. And uh, the first game that they played was last Friday against Lafayette. Or Lafayette, however the fuck you would say their name. <laughs> AJ Griffin had his coming out party. He had 18 points. Oh, yeah. Even though most of his points came out came uh, during a blowout, but it was still good to see him like hoop. He had like one good play where he had like a step back three. I think he ended up having like three or four threes that game, and he was he was feeling himself a little bit. It was good to see. Even though the next game against uh, the Citadel, he didn't have a good game, but I'm still waiting. I feel like he's gonna be a big like big part of this season if we want to make a deep run. Wendell Moore though. Oh yeah, we we gonna talk about Wendell Moore. Man, Wendell Moore, he's making a case for being a, a all American all American player. Like I like this season, I don't think I don't think there's like five uh college players I'll have uh over one double more. Like Drew Timmy, who else? Jaden Ivy. You could like other than that, it's up in the air. I think one more has been playing like he's been playing great basketball, doing it all, been playing a lot of point guard for Duke. He almost had a near triple double last game. I think it was like yeah, 23 29. And then uh, the game before against Lafayette, he had like twenty three. Defense been spectacular, so I just I'm like he's exceeding all the expectations that I have for one no more coming this season. He looked like twenty ten uh, Evan Turner. <laughs> Fuck that nigga Evan Turner. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> but yeah, I like everything. Like one no more has been a big part of this team. And Paulo had his best game against the Citadel. He had twenty eight points and near a thirty point game. And eight more six assists. It was a good little tune-up game for him to get his, get his shit ready against uh, Chet and Gazak. That's a scary team right there. Like, yeah. we're going to talk about this UCLA game next, but at least now Duke knows niggas can't come to – they got to come to play or they're going to end up looking like UCLA. And we could no transition to – right? what happened? Like, Nolan Smith said uh, they was watching that game, right? Yeah, they was tuned in. You know, they got the <laughs> – Taking their notes. They got the Wi-Fi on the plane and shit. High quality. Oh, you know, you get those perks when you're the best team in the country, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so we could talk about Gonzaga and uh, UCLA. Man, oh, man. Niggas got blown the fuck out, bro. Man. <laughs> UCLA didn't like they belonged on the court. Like, Gonzaga. Off rip. They're the best offensive team right now in the nation, and... They just, they just, UCLA had no answer. They just couldn't guard at all. Transition defense was terrible from the start. They had to call like timeouts and shit. It was just bad overall. And they didn't have the size advantage yeah. to match up to them. Cause I was talking to Kimball about it like the first two minutes. I'm like, oh yeah, this game's gonna be over. Cause like, yeah. if you look at their big, is uh, Miles Johnson. He was a transfer from Rutgers. He not fucking with uh, Chet or Drew Timmy. Like, he not stopping <laughs> them. And then like, Gazago is getting, any look that they wanted. But if you look on the UCLA and you got uh damn, I keep forgetting how to say this nigga name. Uh the Va- Vasquez nigga. Yeah, the triple J. Oh, yeah, 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 I think he ended up shooting like five or twenty-one and five or twenty-two. He can't gonna yeah. get a good look. Uh yeah, Johnny Juzang, yeah. like he's a yeah, he's not the best shot creator for himself. And just like overall, like the team, like the UCLA team just 
Gonzaga is way too too talented. Yeah, and I, I want to say one thing, bro. Uh, Shut Holmgren's interior defense is like, like astonishing. Like, <laughs> it's really a, like elite, bro. It was like so much out his feet. Like it was a two. I think one of the UCLA said he's like two hundred fifty pounds or some shit. He was trying to post Chet up. Like Chet was not moving or nothing. Then he tried to do like a like a post move. This nigga said his shit. I was like, yo. Yeah. For like to be like that skinny and shit. Like I feel like he like really like this nigga is special. And like, I was telling you, right? Like I was like, I feel like he's not even like. Not even on the tip, like he's gonna put like crazy numbers, but I feel like he's like an impact nigga. Like I feel like he's coming really be like an impact player, like impact the team easily. Yeah, that's always just been him. He's not someone that's gonna come out and score like twenty every night. He's someone that's gonna fill the stat sheet and do everything on the court. Like there was one play, uh, I think he got the rebound and had like a behind the back and finished with the layup. Oh, yeah, and he, he could pass too. Like I think he yeah. had four blocks in that game, and the four blocks don't in, indicate how great he was offensively because he was just altering every shot and. Yeah. Like the great thing about playing with Chet, if you a guard, you could what's it called? You could pressure even more because you got a nigga that's behind you that's gonna protect the rim, and that's that's great to have. He ended up with uh 15 and six boards in 28 minutes. Sheesh, man. Yeah, and also uh shout out to Andrew Nempar. He had a great game. Yeah, yeah, like 23 or 24. Yeah, 24, uh, five and six assists. But he is just hitting like everything. Let's and, talk about the. Oh, oh I was gonna say, and talking about another player off Gonzaga, Drew Timmy. A lot of people were questioning sure. his, uh, his defense, but like you said, uh, the Triple J nigga, he only he went like what five for twenty one. You said five for twenty three, some shit like that. So like he really played some good defense, although he wasn't on in the whole game. But the defense that he did play, he looked pretty solid out there. Or any eighteen and eight again, Drew Timmy. All right, let's move on to the Gonzaga and uh, Duke little preview. Who y'all guys got on Friday? Y'all already know who I'm rocking with, so there's no point to ask me. Yeah, I got Gonzaga. I got Gonzaga for this game. I feel like although Gonzaga has proven that their offense is legit and, like, even their defense is legit, I feel like uh, Paolo, the supporting cast is, like, they have enough. And if everybody comes out and plays like the way they're supposed to play, like the uh, Madison Square Garden game, if you have that and like minus the turnovers and the little small shit that they were doing just at the start of the season, I feel like right now they're tuned up enough to be able to be able to come out with the dub. Like Duke is really gonna like hitch like how I see this. Like I feel like Gonzaga may have like like their uh, supporting cast is a little stronger to me. Like I feel like they have like a little more depth than Duke. Wouldn't they have a little more depth than Duke? Um, uh, I feel like that's like who? I feel like Duke definitely has more depth though. That's questionable because we got guys. They got guys, and we got we got niggas to pause. <laughs> and the thing is, yeah. uh, Duke don't even really be going that far off the bench. Like they don't really play that many people off the bench type shit. So it's not yeah. like that really. Like other than our starting five, the niggas that come off the bench: Steel, John, Joey Baker, and uh, Adrian Griffin. Yeah. Okay. Jamin Blake will play like spot minutes here and there. And then um, coming off like, the bench for uh, Gonzaga is uh, Hunter Salas, Nolan Hickman. Uh, is it Antoine Anton Watson? Yeah. And who else comes off the bench? Because Julian Strauss is starting, right? Um, yeah. So I don't think they have like, the depth depth wise, I think it's like pretty good. 
pretty much the same. Yeah, if it's not even, I think Duke is a little bit better. But I think the keys to winning the game for for Duke, uh, just just seeing off the UCLA game, we got to play transition defense. Like we gotta get back on defense. And the last okay. game we just played against the Citadel, they had the they had the most threes. Uh and Cameron Indoor. They had it was 18 at 34 from the three-point line. So we just gotta make sure we get out on shooters because Gonzaga can shoot too. So hmm, what else? Uh you think the guard play is gonna hurt you? Yeah, I was about to say uh, I think the guard play is probably the biggest X factor for both teams because the front court, it could be like it could be dead even. Like, Paulo is probably going to get his. Drew Timmy could get his. And Mark, we'll see. Like, it's the battle. It's called the best two front courts in the nation. But if if the guard play for Duke could show up, like Jeremy Roach does his part, uh, Trevor Kills and Wendell Moore, like, defensively, they lock in and say they shut down Andrew Numhard, and now they got to rely more on these uh, younger players like Nolan Hickman and Hunter Salas. Like, we saw what uh, Trevor Kills did to Ty Ty Washington. That nigga was in a, in a jail cell. Nigga was in a phone booth. Like, he couldn't do anything. So... <laughs> nigga said phone booth. <laughs> so, if uh, if Duke's defense... Their defense is definitely going to be the key to winning because Gonzaga is the best offensive team in the nation. I'm looking at the stat right now. Uh, you want to hear what Gonzaga is shooting on two-point field goals? What? Yes. Uh, 75? Nah, that's old huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, two point uh, fuels? Yeah, sixty-five. Somewhere in the forties? Hell, no. that's terrible if you shooting in the forties. Sixty-five? It's sixty-seven percent, uh, which leads the nation. Oh, I thought. Like, oh, I thought like okay. So inside the three point line, they're shooting sixty-seven percent, and I saw that uh, Chet Holmgren was shooting like eighty-five percent uh, inside the God, inside the three point line. Yeah, yeah, easy to get there. So Duke is going to have to defend and it's probably going to end up being like a high scoring game, a really fun game. They played a couple of years ago uh, with the Rui when Rui was on Gonzaga and uh, Zion was on Duke. And that was, in oh, yeah, that, was a game. that was a great game. This game is going to be the most anticipated game probably since that Duke in Kansas when Jabari Parker and Andrew Wiggins played because you got the battle. Another, you got the battle. Number, yeah, players. I will say that. Chet versus Chet versus Paulo, and then you just got like they're just two amazing teams like supporting cast wise. And I was saying this because UCLA ain't no damn number two, nigga. Because if Duke matches yeah, UCLA, we'll bust that ass too. Nah, I <laughs> yeah, definitely UCLA. said this before the college season started. What, UCLA was overrated. Yes, bro. I feel like they are. And every time I see them play, like, they don't get embarrassed, but it'd be damn close to embarrassment. I think they're a good team, but part of the reason why they really got the uh, number two seed was was because they made that Final Four run. Yeah, they was like they was a win away from uh, probably not making a tournament. There was also a couple like bounces away from what's it called. They went to overtime like two other games in the tournament too, so things could have definitely went the opposite way for them. But one thing about UCLA, they was was missing their best big man, Cody Riley. They still in college too. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> you know niggas got eighteen years now and shit. <laughs> yeah, they got three or four years plus another. Three, I mean, three or four years after like the graduation. Then after that, you can do like another uh, the fifth year. Thought, we lucky this shouldn't happen when Perry Ellis was here. That nigga, Yo. oh yeah, <laughs> they would have been a fucking. <laughs> they would have been playing this tenth season somehow. <laughs> they would have been a fucking legend, nigga. 
He probably would have had the all-time record in points just how long that nigga played. <laughs> Yo. Hey, yeah. But, uh, all right. Who do y'all see having the most blocks on Friday? Mark Williams or Chet Holmgren? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm about to say Chet. All right. Who got the most points? Drew, Timmy, or Paulo? Paolo. Would it be someone else? Someone else. I'm going to have to say either Paolo or I could see it being like... Actually, one of the guards on the Zaga beat. <sighs> I don't know, because I don't think the guards going to be getting off like that. It's going to have to be a front court game, because Duke front I mean, a Duke backcourt be locking shit up. Yeah, okay. I'll be damned if I see Nolan Hickman have 18 or some yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't think it's going to be a front court game for Gonzaga. So, Duke-wise, I think... I think the backcourt might fuck around and do something like Trevor Keels might go off again. Or we could see uh what's your man name or it's just something on more. You were just talking about Wanda Moore? Wanda Moore. We can see him go for like like a slight 22-23. Bro, he really grown. Yeah, yeah, I can see. Yeah, Remember I can see when we was at the uh Duke game, what's the call? That nigga the nigga next to us kept hating on this nigga everything yeah, he, he did. He, yeah, was, he was like, Oh my shit, god, bro. pass the ball. I'm like, yo, that <laughs> nigga rock, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like this nigga, one don't worry, make one little mistake. He's like, "Oh my gosh, I hate this guy." Like, pass the ball. <laughs> damn. I'm like, "Yeah, yo, yeah." Right. Nah, he was on his dick on D. I was like, "Damn." <laughs> nigga, hate him. Shit, crazy. Uh, no, one tough, thing, though. yeah, nah, he tough. One thing I want to uh, talk about real quick. I just wanted to mention uh, a team that's been disappointing. Another top team that's been disappointing. Michigan got oh, smacked Michigan. by Arizona. Oh yeah, no, nah, that shit is bad, bro. What Shout is going to Dale on? And Terry. That's a yeah. That's another. That's their second uh, loss against a non-conference team. I not non-conference, not non-top twenty-five team, and they struggling. I thought they're gonna be better than what they are now. And the first thing I I opened my Instagram. And I thought I was watching a like a, some AAU tape, nigga, because it was hey, two yeah. alleys and shit. I'm like, hey, no, some nigga got they shit punched, and then it was like back to back alleys. I'm like, hey, yo, these niggas did these niggas like that? Niggas <laughs> get alleys and shit. Yeah, like an that shit was uh, baller's life, nigga. <laughs> hey, yeah, but I don't know. They struggling out there. And somebody that's a bit disappointing uh, freshman on this squad, Caleb Houston. He's been Yo, word. His, so far. Yeah, he ain't been shooting good. Yeah, he hasn't been shooting good at all. Athleticism isn't already great. And his shot is like his biggest, like his biggest attribute, biggest thing that he brings to the table. And it hasn't been falling yet. And it's still early on in the season, but I just want to mention that. Need my nigga Caleb. Yeah. He, they're going to need him to step up. If they want to have a deep run, yeah, this is a really highly advertised team coming into this year. Yeah. All right, uh, that's I think that's enough for college basketball. We'll we'll tap back in with the Duke and uh, Zaga update. Oh yeah, for sure. In that game, and moving on, the city of Sacramento. <laughs> Celebration. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that ass though, finally. No funny shit. Like, we've been praying for this shit for a minute. Uh, 
it's about time, bro. Luke Walton is gone. I don't know why it took this long, but actually, it's Sacramento, bro. So I can see why it took this long because niggas don't know the obvious. <laughs> they don't got comment. They don't got comments. Common sense is a comment. Comment in that uh, front <laughs> office. The damn sure ain't. It really is, bro. And Luke Walton is finally fired uh, after that. After losing to the Philadelphia 76ers. And that was without basically most of their starters. I don't think Seth Curry played, MB played, and I think it was missing like another starter. So that's tough, man. Very tough. But the good thing is that nigga's out of there. And yeah. that's crazy because the episode before that, I was saying that Lou Waltz is probably going to be around oh, the rest yeah. of the now season. When I, yeah, when I asked uh, who was going to get fired first, him and David Griffin. Yep. Damn. And then as soon as I saw that show, I was like, wow. But it's good for them. I'm happy for them, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had seen a tweet um, saying that like, oh, that the people that they should really should be uh, getting rid of is the front office and shit, and like, you know, like Lou Wallen is not a fault and shit like that. One of them fans said that. Like, I just want to see like what you thought about that. Like, they say like the front office is really like a big problem. Nah, and, like ownership. Yeah, ownership is the biggest problem because I think it starts from the top. Because as much as we want to blame Luke Wallen, that nigga is ass. Like, obviously, <laughs> but. The niggas before him, like, yeah, they really uh, been making the wait, calls. Let me get into this right now. Guess how many coaches the Sacramento Kings have had since they made it since the last time they made it to the playoffs in 06? Uh, yeah, uh, 15. 11. Oh, damn. Man. It's, been, it's about to be 16 <laughs> years if they don't make it to the playoffs. It's been 16 years since they made it to the playoffs in 06. No, that's how playbooks. <laughs> Luke Walton. Was the most winningest coach out of that whole time. <laughs> that was invisible. Like that's really bad. I ain't gonna lie. He had a forty-two percent one percentage. God damn. That's five. And I'm looking at this right now. Eric Musselman, two thousand seven. That nigga lasted <laughs> the season. Reggie Theus, the next year. He had, he lasted two years. That's hey, a nigga named Kenny Nat uh, coached a little bit during that. <laughs> Then Paul Westfall coached for three years. Then Keith Smith for two years. Then they had Mike Malone, who was a current coach of the Denver Nuggets, for two years. Then they had Tyrone Coleman for one year. Well, for 28 games after Mike Malone was fired. Then they had George Carl, two years. Dave Yeager, three years. Luke Wall, three years. And now we have Alvin Gentry right now coaching the team. And, like, it's really crazy because, like, uh, we was talking about like this in the offseason about how like the coaching, how many coaching like vacancies they had, like with the Celtics job, the Magic job, the Mavericks. Uh, who else had it? Magic? Like there was so much teams that ended up getting new coaches. And Luke Wallace had to be like he's probably the number one that shouldn't have been. Like he should have been the first person to get fired out of like all those people. And he ended up keeping a job. And it just like dumb to me that it kind of came to this now because. They're just like, trying to spare him, man. But how long? Like, this is dumb. Like, yeah, nah, this makes no sense. Then it makes your franchise look worse. Because I feel like now it's kind of just like a lost season for them. Because Alvin Gentry is obvious. I don't think he's going to be the guy, like, going forward that mm-hmm. they're going to end up having. And now they can't have, like, a proper, they don't have, like, a whole all season to have, like, a search for a new coach. Like, yeah. wouldn't have been smart if you knew that they had they had to have it in the back of his mind. This nigga was gonna be gone soon. Thanks. So, oh yeah. 
it would have just been smarter that they fired in the offseason because they 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 seen enough. Yeah. We seen enough of this nigga like two years ago. Yeah, they want to do training camp and everything. That's what I'm saying. Like they had, of, like that. It would have been sense. smart if they would have found their guy over the offseason. They had a proper search, and now they could have a training camp with the new players that they have and just incorporate healthy environment. Want to? And I don't know, bro. Like I don't. <laughs> yeah, that nigga's drunk over there. <laughs> I, I don't know. The they playing uh, they play some other sports, like some other. I don't know <laughs> what they're doing. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Tyrese Halliburton was saying like. um, he said, uh, "Boys, onto his, like on the players because like he said that like, Luke Walden in Boston shoot like bath in the field and all that shit." So I was like, Man. "Well, I think it starts at the top. The owner, yeah. I don't know who that nigga name is. I don't remember. I I don't even care. But the front office has been terrible." Just everything. And they just need to find a way to, like, they just need to find a way to change the culture of the organization. They need to hire. Like, it, it just seems like they don't have basketball guys in the organization or people know what they're doing. I think the main thing to, like, rebuild this team is to find, they're going to need to find a coach. That's the guy. Because that's something that they've been lacking. Because 11 coaches in 16 years is really ridiculous. That's, yeah, that's actually really bad. That's wild. <laughs> but that's so many different coaches. <laughs> like, mad playbooks. And, damn, like, turning this organization around, I'm really starting to think, like, I think De'Aaron Fox might have to get traded, bro. Man, you, I think you even mentioned that to me. Like, some, it was some trade offer. Like, the trade like I say it wasn't serious, but yeah, it wasn't serious. But like, I'm gonna use the like, niggas already had that in like thought. I'm, I'm honestly starting to think, like, and it just kind of seems like that's what the organization might be thinking because, like, the past two years they drafted uh two guards and in, in the in the draft, and yeah. the, like the current organization, like, they didn't draft the Aaron Fox, so they might be not as tied to him as like they are. So, yeah, and he's not having the best of seasons so far. Oh, yeah, he's been ass, but he, I think, recently <laughs> he's been picking it up. Like his shot wasn't falling at all. That shit was broke. But I think De'Aaron Fox might have to get traded. I know he's a best player, but it's for the greater good. Yeah, I agree. You got to sacrifice that nigga. Free that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's only going to be better for, like, the organization and for De'Aaron Fox, too. Where can you see De'Aaron going? Uh, all right. I don't know. <laughs> like, there's a lot of places that already have point guards yeah. and then probably their point guards. How about you go to Utah? Uh, who? That's how I wish you could go to Utah. Uh, <laughs> Utah ain't got no assets. Yeah. They got to trade every single one of their draft picks and D-Wade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, damn. If Tyrese Maxey wasn't having this good of a season, I was gonna say Philadelphia. Yeah, I don't know where DR Fox will go, but I think they need to unload DR Fox. Trade Marvin back the first things first. Oh yeah, please. And it's just another weird thing that happened. We spoke about it too. I yeah, think the, uh, the hand load. And from there, they might have to. They might have to be cheeks for check, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No funny shit, bro. You might as well. Cause they so they turn in that direction. They, I think they either gotta get like Apollo or a Chet. 
like a game change, a complete game changer. Unless like they could try right out this season, try and like make the plan, but still, like the playing is still possible for them. But that really but, wouldn't benefit them that much. And it's just like a thing that they they might just get smacked in that first game, yeah. like the Hornets did. Yeah. Now they got the the twelfth pick instead of again being ass mm-hmm. and getting like a top five pick, and they have players that they like they. If their talent, they have talent on the roster. Like, yeah, teams, yeah, still, teams will definitely want Buddy Hill. Niggas want Marvin Bagley. Niggas want De'Aaron Fox. Uh, niggas want Harrison Barnes. Like, yeah, they all help Barnes, so much other teams, so they could get value out of those pick, out of those like, out of those players. So, I just think unloading everything and just blowing everything up and starting from scratch would probably be the best thing for them. But, yeah, they need somebody to guide them in the draft. Them selections is, is yeah, whoever the scout department terrible. is, that like, <laughs> like this is really so awful. But. Yeah, they should not get a job in the league ever but again. Just... Vadi <laughs> but uh, I'm looking at the odds right now for people to uh, the next head coach. Kenny Atkinson has the highest odds, and I I like that move because he kind of did help uh, stir. Brooklyn into the right direction. Well, yeah, all Brooklyn. the young talent when Karis LeVert, D'Lo, Jared Allen, all of them was there. Mm. Next coach that has the highest odds is Terry Stotts, former mm. uh, former Trailblazers coach. That, that wouldn't be a bad option. I think I like Kenny Axon the most. Then we mm. got other co- other possible people is Becky Hammond. I would have wished that on her. Then we got Alvin Ch- Alvin Gentry, Darvin Ham, Doug Christie, and Mike D'Antoni. So I think Kenny Atkinson, sh- Kenny Atkinson should be like the top number one priority on their list. Yeah. Yo, why, speaking of coaches, like, whatever happened to that Clippers coach? Like, I have not heard from that nigga since he got fired. Benny, Benny down that girl. You never seen that nigga on NBA TV? I mean, like, but there, like, he wasn't even, I feel like he wasn't even a bad coach uh, in the clip, so I think it just disappeared like the way he did. You want to coach the next nigga? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's move on for that. Let's let's get a little, let me, let me pick y'all brains real quick. I want y'all to rank these players. R.J. Barrett, Kevin Porter Jr., Gary Trent and Tyler Hero. RJ Barrett. Okay, I'm putting right now, Gary Trent. not based on potential. Right now, okay. Uh, who's the first one again? RJ Barrett, Kevin Porter Jr., Gary Trent, Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero. All right, so I'm gonna go Kevin Porter Jr. You going for worst uh, or a lot or, or best? Oh, uh, worst. Kevin Porter Jr. They start from best. Start from best. All right, from the best. Okay. Um. Ooh. Kimbo, you got your list. <laughs> yeah. This uh, is Tyler Hero, Gary Trent, Audrey Barry, and Kevin Porter. I'm about to go, yeah, yeah, Tyler Hero. Mm, yeah, Tyler Hero, Gary Trent, RJ Barry, Kevin Porter. I yeah. think I'm Porter Stevens. Oh. You said what? 
was like, yeah, because like that nigga Kevin Porter been on some other shit this season. Yeah, how the fuck you? I was just looking at it. how that guy was in like twelve points a game. Like how? <laughs> yeah, nah, facts. Especially with the way like uh, the keys. Yeah, like you have the keys. Basically. Nah, he literally does have the keys. Yeah, how many shots is he putting <laughs> up per game? I don't know. That shit not making no sense to me. I think it was probably around like twelve a game. Nah, he should. It, it makes sense because that nigga ain't making anything. <laughs> he showing like thirty five percent. Yeah, I don't know. Man. And I heard they coach on the hot seat too, but I don't like. I don't get it. Like, <laughs> like what do they expect? Oh yeah, we we gonna talk about that in a little. Darius Garland, Terry Rozier, oh, Dennis Schroeder, Tyrese Maxey. Uh, Terry Rozier, Dennis Schroeder, Tyrese Maxey. Um, Darius Garland. Wait, Terry Rozier, Tyrese Maxey. Who? Dennis Schroeder. Okay, so I'm going Darius Garland. Then Dennis Shoulder, then Terry Rozier, then Tyrese Max. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna flip that list with uh, Terry Rozier and uh, Schroeder. Schroeder, yeah. I'm gonna have to put Terry Rozier before Schroeder. Yeah, I think I'll take Terry over Schroeder. All right. OG Ananobi, Gordon Hayward, Jeremy Grant, Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges, number one. OG, number two. Who's the last one? Jeremy Grant. And there's another one. Um, Gordon Hayward. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Jeremy Grant, Gordon Hayward. Who you got, Kendall? So, so it's OG, and then who's the other one? Corner Hayward, Gary, I not Gary Trent, uh, Jeremy Grant, and Miles Bridges. Okay, so Miles Bridges, OG, Jeremy Grant, and Gordon Hayward. Yeah, yeah, that's what I did too. Y'all got Miles Bridges number one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you taking OG over Miles? I'm taking Gordon Hayward over Miles Bridges too. No, oh. really. Hell yeah. Miles Gordon Hayward. Miles Bridge is not better than Gordon Hayward, bro. I'm not there yet. Yeah. I'm not there yet. Gordon know. Hayward, he could give you this. He's giving you basically the same thing as that nigga. And he a better, what's it called? A better facilitator. And defensive-wise, I think it's basically the same. If not, Gordon Hayward might be better. Yeah, I'm not there. Mm, I think I'll take Jeremy Grant over Miles Bridges, too. Mm. I think I'll go OG, Gordon Hayward, Jeremy Grant, and Miles Bridges. All right, we got two more. Jared Allen, this is some big. We got Jared Allen, Robert Williams, Mitchell Robinson, and Wendell Carter. Niggas that all young bigs that basically do similar things. Ooh. Give me, give me Jared Allen, Robert Williams, Wendell Carter, and who's the other one? Mitchell Robinson. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, ooh. Yeah, Mitchell Robinson last. Oh, really? I might have to switch. Mitch oh, actually, Robinson no, no, no. Switch, uh, no, yeah, switch Miss Robinson and uh, Wendell Carter. Yeah. Pause. Let me do that. 
I'll, I'll have go. to go with Dallas. I'll go Jared Allen. Wendell Carter. Robert Williams. Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, Wendell Carter over uh, Robert Williams. Yeah, I don't know how comfortable I am with that. But I just like, I think Wendell Carter has more of a skill set. So I think I'll take him. Yeah, I can agree with that. And I'll put Mitchell Robinson last because that nigga is always hurt, bro. That nigga got a concussion <laughs> now. He just finally yeah, get like hurt like every other game. Niggas don't goofy <laughs> too on the court. Yeah. Jared Allen, I think he's definitely the best out of all of them. Yeah, I agree yeah, with that. Then we all have like the other three. You could you could flip flop. Yeah, you could make an argument. Three to one. All right, that's the last one. Malcolm Brogdon, Spencer Dinwiddie, Lonzo Ball, Dejounte Murray, and DeAndre Russell. Ooh. I think this is probably the hardest one. Oh yeah, this you is like the hardest one. one. And it's five. Okay, so y'all name them again: Malcolm Brogdon, Spencer Dinwiddie, Lonzo Ball. DeJounte Murray and D'Angelo Russell. Uh, all right, Michael so I know Bogdan. right off the bat that D'Lo was last on my list. Anyway, I'm going Malcolm Brogdon, Spencer. Um, but who's other? Who's other three? DeJounte, DeJounte Lonzo, 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 Lonzo D'Angelo. Yeah. Okay, so Malcolm Brogdon, Spencer Dinwiddie. Then I'm going Lonzo. Then um, uh, what's his face? Oh, who we said before D'Lo? DeJounte. DeJounte, yeah. And then I'm going D'Lo. I'm going to have to go Lonzo, Malcolm, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, DeJounte, and uh, fucking D'Lo. D'Lo. Damn, the Bulls homer in you already, huh? Yes, sir. They look crazy. I'm going Malcolm Brogdon. DeJounte Murray, Spencer Dinwiddie, Lonzo D'Lo. Ooh. I, I feel like, honestly, after you pick uh, Malcolm Brogdon, like, you can interchange, like, the after you, like, the, the, the first three after Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. I think Malcolm Brogdon is the best. Definitely. Awesome. Yeah. And then, ah. Uh, no, nah, I think Dinwiddie definitely better than Lonzo. And All right, second. DeJounte better than Lonzo, too. <laughs> he better than Lonzo. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I might have to do it. So he went more aggressive. So and D-Lo, that's where it get a little tricky because it really just depends what team you got. But I think I like Lonzo's skill set better because you could probably fit him in on more teams than D'Angelo. Yeah, way more teams. I feel like you don't really have to change much when you add Lonzo, but you got to change some shit when you add D-Lo. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'll go with that. All right. We got, let's have like a couple quick hitters before I go to my quick little Lakers therapy. <laughs> what was your thoughts on Isaiah Stewart and LeBron fight? I think LeBron Ooh. definitely hit him on purpose. Yeah, I don't know if he, he definitely didn't mean to make him leak like that. I just think that he was yeah, trying to get his hand free, and when he got his hand free, he hit him and shit. Like he tried to apologize immediately after, but at the same time, I feel like that the guy says too. He was doing a little bit too much. Like <laughs> I, I understand you, man, but again, yeah. to charge them three times, like he knocked yeah, people was, yeah. over his coaches and shit. Yeah, he would take everybody over. People were saying, people that were saying that. Oh, like as soon as he started seeing, like I guess, like tasting or seeing blood, like that's when he started like going crazy or some shit. 
But I don't know. And that shit is crazy. You have the biggest nigga on the court, the strongest nigga on the court acting wild. Like, yeah, <laughs> you see how many players? Scary. That nigga was running through niggas and shit. Yeah, everybody. He was dropping co- assistant coaches too. Like, yeah, now nah, that one video, like right before he charged them for the last time, and you see Russ start looking around. Yo, that's, yeah. that's my favorite part, right? Like, like, Russ got his guard up. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that shit too. Nah, that shit was funny. Oh but man, LeBron obviously like he meant to like he ain't mean to fuck him up like that. Like yeah, did, yeah. But well, he definitely made a face too. So like I that's I definitely believe he meant to like hit that nigga, but not like also like bloody crazy shit. Yeah, but like that's just basketball, nigga. It's a contact. Sport, yeah, like fuck somebody, yeah. I'm like somebody yeah. like holding you like you could like nudge back. Facts, like, yeah. like, it just came to the extent where he hit that nigga and elbowed him in the right spot at the right like. That shit was crazy because at first it wasn't even leaking and out of nowhere. I should just started like because when I first saw like the play, I was watching it live when it happened. I'm like, yo, what's this nigga on? Yeah, like what is he tweaking for? Now I see this nigga leaking. I'm like, damn, what happened? I didn't even know like LeBron even hit him like that. So I seen a replay like two or three times. And uh LeBron, you know, shout out to that nigga because he hit a three to send us in overtime. He won an OT. He had 30. But uh I just didn't think it was that serious at first. And Y'all think LeBron deserved that suspension? Because I feel like if Isaiah Stewart didn't act, react like that, I don't think he would have got suspended. Yeah, they probably wouldn't have even called the flagrant, to be honest, if yeah. he didn't react like that. I'll, yeah, I'm going to think it was like a flagrant two worthy. I think it was just like a flagrant one type shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they should have suspended him. And I was kind of mad that he got ejected, too, because like he didn't even like do anything to escalate the situation after it happened. He like put his hands up and like tried to show that he wasn't like trying to be aggressive type shit. Nah, Isaiah Stewart was not having none of that. So, I think one of this. Yeah, I feel like I feel like he was just provoking the situation more and more. So like, if anything, he should have got more games suspended. The people were mad he at got, LeBron. He got two games. Yeah, no, he did, but I feel like he should have got more games than two. I think it was wilder. Like <laughs> he was looking yeah, crazy out there. Palace at the Palace too. He must have watched Ben Wallace in the documentary the day before or something. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he was doing a little bit too much, but I guess, like, I guess the one-game suspension is justifiable, at least a little bit. We might have a cold main event at WrestleMania now. That's it. It's <laughs> LeBron. All right. I need my Lakers therapy session, bro. All right. I got a couple of next episode. Dog, I know we just won this game against the Pacers, but I don't care, man. <laughs> I just got to get my thoughts out. Let me, hold the, let, me, let me put the mic up. Let me sound like I'm about to be in an R&B concert. <laughs> <laughs> we in trouble. <laughs> we in trouble. Ooh, we in trouble. <laughs> I, like, I have a question, though, yo. What? How do you feel no. about ADs, like, Shying away from playing the five so much. It's not his fault. I, I, he's not shying away. It's just we just have so much damn problems, bro. Like I'm gonna get into it, man. Like I'll just be watching the team play. Like last night against the Knicks, we dig ourselves in like so many holes, like for no reason. We start off the game 10-0 and we just come out like we don't want to play basketball tonight. Or, like, there's times where we look like niggas don't even like each other on the court. Like, it's just not together. Like, 
niggas not together, niggas not bought in. And there's just a lack of effort every single game in and game out. Like, it just feels like the players, they think they could just step on the court and they just going to win. Like, oh, we the Lakers. Or, nigga, I'm I'm Carmelo Anthony. Or I'm Dwight Howard. Or I'm, like, Anthony Davis. Like, they think they him, but they not them. Like, they think they, they think the talent, like, them just stepping on the court, like, niggas just going to back down to them. But, like, if you've seen, like, every single game, like, if you put on that Lakers uniform, every night niggas going to be at you. Niggas want to beat the Lakers every night. And teams are not scared of the Lakers. Defensively, it's terrible. That shit is pathetic to watch. Like, And just offensively, if you just look at the talent that we have, for us now and be like a top 10 offense, like, it's bad. And I know we haven't had LeBron in like these couple games, or you could say it's still early on in the season. But like, how long is like enough? Like, how long is going to take yeah. for everything to be like, oh, everything's fine or everything's early or they're just starting to fix, like they're trying to figure it out. And I've been talking about this from like day one. Like, we don't want to play around with this shit. We don't want to fuck around and just like coast and all this shit. And then now we got, we in a seven seed. And now we in a plan. Like, look, last year we almost lost to Golden State in the plan. And I'm not, I'm going to talk about the playoffs right now. I just want to talk about like how we looking like, Defensively, that shit is terrible. Like we had no way that could guard, and it just brings me back to the roster construction every single time. Like I don't know what the what the thought process was, and I just think there's a lot of blame to go on. Go on uh, the organization starts from the top. Like I said, it always starts from the top. Janine Bus, I don't know what was going on. Like they just wanted to be cheap, and it's like Alex Caruso on the pay. That was part of the problem. Uh, the Westbrook move, that's another thing, part mm-hmm. of the problem with, like, the fit-wise. And recently, like, it's been so bad, I can't even blame it on Russell Westbrook, dog. <laughs> like, I really, like, he be doing some nut shit, but, like, at, at points in time, like, I'm numb to it. Like, it's like, I feel like there's still more problems than Westbrook doing nut shit. Like, I can't be mad at Westbrook doing nut shit when I see niggas like Ant- Anthony Davis not giving in 100% or like, yeah, man, uh, soft, like so much niggas not sliding into rotation and we got so much problems like defensively or DeAndre Jordan playing minutes. Like he's not he's not an NBA player anymore. <laughs> the same thing I said oh, to man. Gary Temple early on in the podcast. If DeAndre Jordan was to get released today, nigga, who would, not who would consider either. picking him up? Who would call the phone and talk to that nigga? Nobody's calling his agent. You hear me, nigga? Shanghai. I don't think they would. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, what do I do? Like, this nigga is getting paid for cardio. Like <laughs> that shit is crazy to me. Like he really gets rotation minutes in the NBA on a team that has aspirations of winning a championship. Yeah, DeAndre crazy. Jordan is getting minutes in 2021, dog. It's crazy. And now, like, I just feel like the team, like defensively. We haven't seen a uh, fully enga- engaged Anthony Davis and LeBron James for a full a full game. And when we won the championship two years ago, that it started with them. Like, you saw when LeBron yeah. was playing. That nigga was locked the fuck in on defense mm-hmm. in 2020. They wanted yeah. to make a statement. We haven't seen that yet. I was just talking to Kimball the uh, other day. I was like, yo, the Lakers haven't had a statement one this whole season. Like, they even have a game where they blew out a team. The most they won by was against Cleveland by 12 points. 
And Damn. they ended up making Man. a second half comeback and well in the uh in the fourth quarter, they won like a 21 and nine run, and that's why they won by 12 points. Other than that, everything is either Success. close yeah. or a loss. And that shit is 2013. I'll get into that. <laughs> so it's just and then I just seen like so much on Twitter, like oh Frank Vogel needs to be fired. Oh yeah. I was gonna say ask you about that. Like I think we kind of spoke about that a little bit off the bar. Like what do you feel about like, people's like putting like like is Frank Vogel like a scapegoat now, kind of? Well, yeah, he's really this. He's a scapegoat. He's a scapegoat right now, even though that nigga is also part of the problem because he's the one that's putting DeAndre Jordan on the court. He's the <laughs> one that's also putting out like so many bad lineups. He's a he's the one that's just uh he's part of the reason why we just our offense is so stagnant and it's just oh throw the ball in the post to AD and let him work to try to create something and just like shit like that. Like, I feel like offensively, Frank Vogel has never been that creative of a coach. Like, he's been a defensive coach. And the biggest thing that just, like, still confused me to this day, like, I'm just going back to, again, roster construction. Like, we built, we uh, put all these players, uh, like, offensive players around Frank Vogel that don't play defense. And that doesn't fit his scheme at all. He wants players that play plays defense. And that's how the Lakers in 2020, that's how everything worked together. It was predicated all off our defense. That's what we, that's something that we can hang our hat on. We can't do we can't hang our hat on anything right now. Like we we're not a good offensive team right now. We go through stretches where we can and score the ball, and that's crazy. We got LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Carmelo Anthony, Russell, Russell Westbrook, like all Russell. these damn players, and we're just not a good offensive team. We go through stretches where we can't do shit. And defense, nigga, that's non-existent. You saw a man quickly getting off last night. Julius Randle. Like, if, you, if you're having a bad game and you're a basketball player, bro, just wait till you play the Lakers because you're gonna have a bad game. <laughs> Everything is gonna be over. Every they just play everybody eats all uh, defense, bro. Like they don't care. They start playing zone too. Like at one point, yeah, it was kind of working. They've been playing zone like the past couple of games, but like zone, you can't rely on zone. You think we're gonna yeah, if we're if we're gonna be relying on zone, like nigga, I seen it happen with fucking 2018 Duke when they relied on zone and they lost in a in a elite eight. Oh yeah. It's like yeah. just think about it on an NBA level. Niggas gonna figure out the zones eventually. Like you could especially you if you're playing the niggas like the Warriors, they just yeah, gonna shoot you, you could out run the zone. You could run the zone like to like confuse niggas for like a couple plays, but after a while. Niggas gonna figure that shit out, and just like that, niggas gonna start picking that shit apart. Oh, him right there, <laughs> all the all the ball movement, yep. swing, and just after a while, niggas don't want to play defense and shit. They niggas don't want to move. We have nobody that can move laterally like that. Tell me a good defender on the Lakers. Mm. <laughs> That's a good question. Cricket. Every nigga that we put on, all right, out of take out Anthony Davis and take out uh, LeBron. LeBron's been out for a lot of, like, about, like, half the games or something like that. Probably a little bit less than that. Anthony Davis, he's not been playing at the at the level that he's even good at. Other than that, there's nobody else that's, stepping, that's even having a good defensive season or just playing above what they are. Like, Wayne Ellington. Malik Monk. Ray John Rondo. Kent Bazemore. Kent Bazemore. Avery Bradley. Carmelo Anthony. <clears throat> like, are we serious? That's seven niggas. That's like either liabilities or, border or below average defenders. Damn. So what's the call? When we look at the lineups with Anthony Davis and playing uh, him playing a center, like it's been bad because he he's going to have to cover for everything. Like 
we want this nigga to be Jesus on defense. And now we still got to <laughs> And then after this nigga has to make a, a monster monster defensive play, now we got to throw this nigga the ball in the post and like, oh, here, go and get a bucket. While oh, everybody's yeah. just drawing their attention on Anthony Davis. And we have nobody that's going to be – nobody's going to play off. Nobody cuts. Like, niggas just yeah. stand around this nigga. Like this nigga work. Or on another play, we got Westbrook trying to drive into something that's not there. And now you got – what's it called? DeAndre Jordan's man coming at this nigga. <laughs> you kick it out to a turnover. It's just shit like that. And then now niggas talk niggas been talking about like a couple of games ago. Oh, just wait till they get wait till they get healthy. Wait till they get THT back. Wait till LeBron gets back. Like oh, last, last he was down by like 15 against the Pistons when LeBron was there. Yeah, damn. And LeBron is barely showing any effort. And I feel like people are saying to fire Frank Vogel because oh, it just like uh they don't want to play for him and all this shit. The niggas not engaged, but like it starts at the top, it starts with your leaders. Like, I feel like LeBron needs to be better. AD definitely needs to be better and set the tone. They need to set the tone. If niggas want to go somewhere, niggas need to set the tone because if we... We could lose in the first round again. We could be a first-round exit. Look at Phoenix right now. They playing their best basketball right now. If we play them in a first-round matchup, we not winning. Yeah, it's cool. (laughs) It's cool. Like, they just think they could just snap at a finger. Oh, yeah. All right. Now we're about to start playing games. And yeah. it's been a little bit stretches where they look good and for like a couple minutes. But we just haven't seen it. Like I said, for a full 48 minutes, the Lakers put it together yet. But niggas want to blame it on Frank Vogel. Like, Frank Vogel is not going to. He can't go out there and play defense for y'all niggas and hustle. <laughs> exactly. and give a fuck. So now if we fire Frank Vogel, who we going to hire? Who's on the market? Did you make that Tony? It was good. Fuck no. Anyway, we saw what that happened when we got that nigga in 2013. Oh, and, shit. and speaking of that. Yeah, speaking of th- 2013, I think we had like the same record at this point. It was like eight Kind of give me that volume. Like, nine and eight or whatever. Somewhere around there. And I've been saying it. I think I said it before. This team gives me 2013 vibes. Niggas is old as hell. They think they about to just turn it on and all this shit. Uh, we fire. Oh, we're going to fire the coach and think things about to change and all that. But reality is. Niggas got to be better. I don't know. Like right now, I don't see us winning the championship oh, with this current roster. I don't know how we put it together where our defense is even like average. Like, are, are we really relying on 36-year-old Trevor Reza to fucking save our defense? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's real crazy. That is nuts. And even with that, like, it's still not enough, though. Because the only players that haven't played the floor yet is Trevor Reza and Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn, if, yeah. th- if those two, if we think those two are the missing links, so there's championship peaks, nigga. <laughs> they don't, like, majorly add to what you really need anyway. But... We got to look in the mirror. Because firing Frank Vogel does not... It, 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 that's putting a band-aid over a, over a gunshot. Okay, I have a question though. What? 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 What can you do at this point? Dog. I don't know. Like, I don't it's, know. it's just gonna be like a, another typical LeBron uh, led team. We gotta wait for the trade deadline because I think niggas gonna Ooh. be going. Tht. <laughs> I've been saying Yo, Tht. He's gonna. Yeah, I'm losing them braids, nigga. I'm telling you, it's the braids. First three games, he looked great. He averaged like 23 points. And then uh, not including this game that they just had against the Pacers. 
He was averaging three points in the past three games. Damn. Non-existent. Shit is crazy, man. Niggas, something's going to have to change. And I don't think the coaching change is the thing that we need to change. Because that could that could be a, like good for like a little couple games, but at the same at the end of the day, it's going to be the yeah, same on the, problems, the productivity same concerns. And I think it's roster construction over everything that kind of fucked everything up. Like I said, if we had if we kept Caruso, KCP, and added Buddy Hill to this team, we'll probably be having a, we'll have a different discussion. I promise. We definitely have a different discussion. <laughs> But now we got all these defensive problems that we have to figure out. And I didn't even talk about the Westbrook problem. <laughs> so I don't know, though. I don't know. Can somebody, can somebody make me happy about what's going on in this Lakers situation? I don't see any light at the, ton- at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I'm not sure what... Like you said, I think trade deadline is probably your like your your best bet. Like your only hope to really get some light at the tunnel. Because right now, like with all the players you name, with the below average defense, with the uh, players like Dwight, not Dwight Howard, uh, players like yeah, yeah, that man is out there. I feel like just hacking niggas. Yeah, like uh, he's really just out there hacking niggas. Yeah, pro hack. shooting threes. <laughs> oh, yeah, niggas, yeah, he is flipping threes though for some reason. <laughs> But yeah, this nigga really just a pro hack and like I feel like but I don't know at trade deadline, I don't know like um like who's gonna be available. Like who would be available at that time? Unless we just like time up. And then I still don't know how I feel about like say in the instance of like if say if LeBron's on the floor, like in the playoffs and shit, and you have you like have to rely on Westbrook or some shit, like primarily. Like is he gonna bring is he gonna like consistently bring it like that his best every time type shit? Like I don't know. If we want to win a championship, uh, yeah, right. I think you even said LeBron's it. gonna have to play like the best player in the world, and I haven't we haven't seen that yet this season. I, look, I ain't watched this pace game, so and they got it late from the stats that he had his best game this season. But yeah, he's got to play like the best player in the world. AD's gonna have to have to <laughs> tap into his bubble bubble mode, and. Yeah. Our defense got to at least be average, and our offense has to be at least top ten. So, or, in the, say, no, wait, wait, no. Continue, go, go to what's it? Oh, no. I was say so. In instance of you finding your defense, though, like it's so like you're. I'm assuming that the trade, say I trade down, like I get a trade where Taylor Horn stuff is going to be for like a defensive asset, right? Or I don't, I don't know. I honestly don't know. <laughs> I don't know what THC's value is anyway. That is another good question. Now, I was in the space that the nigga was talking about Jeremy Grant. There was like a THT and Kendrick mm-hmm. going for Jeremy Grant. But if that's all it takes to get Jeremy Grant, nigga, I, I'm pretty sure everybody, there's a lot of teams that probably have better offers than that. Yeah, that is true. Most niggas on behind the scenes should go on. Our, our offense, like either one, something's going to have to pick up. Like we have to be like an elite offensive team, and we haven't been that yet. Consistently. 
And like those, yeah, just, nah, even, just like those. I haven't seen no damn elite offense at all. <laughs> and like just like, uh, like yeah, what is what I'm about to say is definitely just go back to the defense. It's like those like those losses against those like lower tier teams like is really what scared the shit out. Like that's really what's scary too. Like the Rockets and like the Thunders and stuff, things of that nature. Like it was getting like ugly in those those type of games. Like where it definitely should not have gone to. Like that's like I don't know. It's just a lack of urgency that I've just been seeing this whole season. You think they can turn it around? They can. Do I see them turn it around? Like they could. I don't think they're gonna be like a five hundred team this whole season. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna become better, but I'm thinking big picture. Are we gonna win a championship, dog? This is a this. I feel like this year. This year is now or never. The way yeah, it really does. Cause everybody's old and shit. Or never. Yeah, bro. Especially like we got considered like the injuries. Like we already seen like recently, LeBron's been getting injured. Like other time is creeping up, nigga. <laughs> like, I'm I'm not saying it's this year that you gonna fucking turn into like or you have like this serious injury, but you just never know. Like that shit is coming. AD. Day to day, Davis. Like, Nigga's out today. <laughs> every day he got some new injury that pops up. Nigga really made out of glass. Westbrook is Westbrook. Taking time bomb. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, that shit is scary, bro. Like I, this this year is our window. There ain't no next year. Oh, we could come back next year and win a damn championship. That shit is not happening. It's cooked. It's cooked. Yeah, bro. Everybody is old. Like, yeah, all up there. Like, it's just not going to, it's not like it's just going to have potential on to get into some better shit. Like, it really is awesome now or never shit. It'd be like, it'd be like niggas like Trey Westbrook. Like, dog. But what are you going to, who's going to, who's that? Dumb. Who's that dumb? I don't think anybody's that stupid. That nigga is making 45 million a year, <laughs> getting paid yeah, more than, I think Anthony Davis, uh, Anthony Davis, LeBron. And Westbrook make a combined 115 million, something like that. The yeah, salary cap yeah. is like a is somewhere around there. Just off those three players. Russell Russell is the most paid player on, on the Lakers. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's insane. <laughs> that's crazy. There's so much like talented point guards is probably the deepest position in the league. So who wants Russell Westbrook? Wheels the idiots to take him. Who's the, the highest possible bid, to be honest? Too. Yeah, bro. And that nigga's on the decline. We seen Damn. the best of Ross Westbrook. Damn, man. Yeah, his fans were otherwise. Never bring every excuse in the book. Yeah, we still waiting on that. We still are waiting on that fucking uh, open invite. I don't know what to talk to Westbrook. Niggas ducking. <laughs> you know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Niggas don't want nothing. It's better to uh, root for him in private. Damn, like, I don't oh, get oh, joy oh, out of slandering this nigga Westbrook anymore. That shit just sad because he's almost. And <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, if I was a Lakers fan, I would be so discouraged because usually when you like slander a fan, like. Not that they always get better, but they'll start to improve slightly. I just feel like Westbrook don't really even give a fuck about what y'all say. 
<laughs> he just going out there and doing him every game. You don't give a fuck no, no. about what y'all say. Bro, I can't sh- like I can't shit on much, but like recently, <laughs> like I can't shit on because he hasn't been like he hasn't been as bad as he was before. That nigga is improved from what he was before, so I can't mislander him right now. It's just a team overall. This is like the least enjoyable Laker team I ever watched in my life, and that's saying something. I watched the team go 17 and 65, bro, and watched almost every single game. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I remember that year. <laughs> but it's Robert Sacre and shit, nigga. It's just uh, the fact that, like, the expectations are just so high with this team. Even, like, when 2013, the expectations was high. But, nigga, I was watching Kobe Bean Bryant. That nigga was giving it. Every every game he got, that nigga was, <laughs> was hooping. And that nigga just provided so much highlights, bro. I'll never forget. I think 2013, that was a, like, it was a disappointing season overall, bro. But that shit just gave me so much memories. Like, I feel like that was, like, the last year of me watching Kobe be Kobe. And I could just remember. Nah, that ain't really I could good. just remember so much games, like so much highlights, like the the dunk against Brooklyn on Jared Wallace and uh, oh yeah, and uh, Brook Lopez. Brook Lopez. Uh, when he dunked on five. Josh Smith that year, when he had three clutch shots against Toronto Raptors. Uh, I remember Dante Dante Jones uh, try to injure Kobe on oh. the game time <laughs> shot. But it's just so much shit that Again? I remember from that season, even though things didn't go right. But this year, bro, I don't want it. Niggas be talking to me about the Lakers at work. I'm like, bro, I'm going to talk about it. These niggas is ass, bro. <laughs> this shit is disappointing. Man, the whole thing's turning around. But this is a de- depressed Lakers fan. Niggas just sound depressed. Yeah, bro. I don't see light at the end of the tunnel, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. We cook. <laughs> we cook. Yeah. <laughs> we cook. Yo. Oh, man. I hope things turn around, but I'm going to just keep it a buck with you. We cook. We are in trouble. Yeah. We are in trouble, nigga. <laughs> oh, God. So, hypothetically speaking, right? So, what seat are you aiming? <clears throat> nigga, I'm not even focused on no damn seat, bro. <laughs> I'm trying to see some damn improvement. Fuck the seed right now. Show me these. I want them to show me that they care. We got to take baby steps. Play some fucking defense. That's what I want them to show. <laughs> Fuck the damn seed. <laughs> Malik Monk, stop getting beat back door every damn play. I didn't notice that. He do get beat back door all the time. That nigga be sleeping, but he want to wake he up. It's called time to go down on other end. <laughs> yeah, I was saying like he to be ready to, to go down the court, just get like the fucking dunk or some shit. Oh, this we had this nigga Mello turning back the fucking clock when we was losing games. So shit is crazy. You know that nigga helped us win again in Detroit. Hey man, watch bro. Shout out to those niggas leading the comeback. Yeah, hey, deep Mello, put a up. But that shit is just crazy, like. Niggas want to start playing when they down 15. They don't want to do their work early and make it easy for themselves. And that's going to be the problem. They just going to try and think they want to turn it turn it on and the switch don't turn on. Now that shit broke. Now what we going to do? 
or when we try to come back down 15 all the damn time, like we did against the Knicks uh, yesterday. When mm. it's two minutes, two to three minutes left in the game, niggas gave all their energy, and now they tired. They don't got anything left to give. Niggas don't got the legs anymore. <laughs> yeah. We just got to make it easy on ourselves. Yeah. This is be like more. Let's go back to what I said. This is what I said to AD. Like, this as a team also just be more assertive. AD be disappointing me, bro. The AD I'm seeing right now is the reason why I didn't want this thing. <laughs> you know, at one point, he had like one board at like half time. I think the last game, one of the. It's like he just like not. It's like, like he just niggas is not playing like hard. Excuse me, like, like bro, a I dog type shit, bro. Like AD could wake out of his sleep and give you twenty eight and ten, but sometimes that shit don't be enough. And it's not me like that nigga, like he could sleepwalk and give you these stats, but it's just so much stuff that you still want. From that nigga. And I'm going to say this. I said this before. I'm going to say this again. What's stopping AD from being the best player in the world is this dog. He don't got the dog. Like Giannis did. That nigga Giannis play like he want to be the greatest player of all time. <laughs> Every time he step on the court, he play with the chip on his shoulder. Like he still got something to prove. That nigga got two MVPs and he want fucking more. AD won the championship, and that nigga, we haven't seen the real AD yet. I'm fucking done, nigga. Fuck this shit. I hope these niggas step the fuck up. I'm tired of talking about the Lakers, nigga. I'm going to pick up my sister. It's a three-man breakdown. We out of here. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Yes, sir. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Y'all better play them coming over there. Y'all need a vibe.